Good morning, everybody. What's going on? How's everyone doing today? Hello, hello. Welcome to the stream. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I'm Phil. And today is Saturday the 8th of 2022. That's right. No January needed. It's just the 8th of 2022. <laughs> We're cutting out the months. We're going straight. We're going into the bigger picture here. Uh, how's everyone? Uh, I hope you're doing well. It's the weekend. Um, this is a weird streaming week for me because at first it was going to be like a six to seven day streaming week and then my schedule got shifted around. My day off is now Monday, which means today is actually my next to last day of streaming for the week. Okay. So with that being said, it's still a great weekend with tons of gameplay, continuing playthroughs, fun stuff going on. Welcome to the pre-stream podcast, everyone. Hello, hello. We've got definitely got some interesting stuff to discuss this morning for sure. Um, a really hot topic going on right now in the realm of content creation on the internet, in particular Twitch TV, but we'll talk a little bit about the broader picture as well. This is something that does affect me and my content and streams all the time, and so I feel that it is something that is very worthy to have a big discussion about this morning on the pre-stream podcast. Anyway, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Welcome to the stream, my friends. Um... Before we even get started with anything, again, I would like to reiterate, thank you so much for a great year so far. The first seven days of this year have been great for my streams and my content. You guys have been engaged, coming to the streams, watching, liking the streams and or the on-demand videos that you've been enjoying, which has helped the channel immensely. It really has for engagement purposes. Leaving comments on the videos has helped tremendously as well, so thank you to those who've done that. Um... And support overall viewership, like everything so far in 2022 has been great and it's been helping. So thank you. You know, again, my goal for this year is to rebuild DSP Gaming to being a destination on the internet where people can come to watch daily gameplay content and have a social experience, which is what it used to be back in the day before all the hate, before all the nonsense, before all the toxicity of the internet got thrown my way and basically turned it into a cesspool where people couldn't even have an intelligent conversation about anything because there was so much trolling going on that they actually asked me to shut down everything, which I did. I locked down the comments, locked down everything. And for many, many years, the channel was simply an archive, a place where you could see my archived streams, but most of the time, if you wanted to have any kind of a positive experience, you had to head over to my Twitch channel, okay? So today... I'm doing the opposite. I'm working on building this back up to prominence. And you guys are helping tremendously with that. Understand that I can only do so much. What I can do is I can put out content that you guys find entertaining. And I can ask for your support. But you guys giving the support is what's making this work so far in the first week. Let me put it this way. If the rest of this year is anything like the first week of 2022, this is going to be a great year. This channel will grow. It really will. Um, my goal being to get... 200,000 subscribers on this channel by my birthday, which is the first week of April. Um, that would be great if we could do that. And also, to have maybe a dual celebration of hitting that milestone plus my birthday that week would be pretty neat. Um, and of course, as I said uh, previously, maybe being able to finally do some upgrades and things to my setup this year, if things go according to plan. Again, I don't, I don't ever want to overpromise and under-deliver for you guys, but that is some of my intentions, so... Anyway, it's been great. You know, every day I'm using the, the YouTube app 
to check your comments that you're leaving and to see how videos are doing. And so far, everything has been great. I have no complaints at all. So all I can ask is that you keep it up. If you like what you're seeing, you're on the stream right now. Oh, this is a pretty good stream. I can't wait to hear Phil's thoughts on everything going on today. Like it, right? Smash that like button. Destroy the like button. Break your mobile device pressing the like button like an idiot. <laughs> all right, don't do that. Just say, oh, I like that. Bloop. It's that simple. <laughs> okay. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about a bunch of stuff. I think the first thing we should do very briefly is just go through the schedule for the week. Um, it's not an incredibly long schedule at this point, um, but it's interesting. Today, we're going to be continuing on with my gameplay of Skyrim Anniversary Edition, which so far, up to this point, roughly 10 hours in or so, it's been a pretty chill and fun experience. Um, last time around, if I remember correctly, I think I visited the Greybeards. I got a house, which was really nice to get this really super deluxe house that's part of the Anniversary Edition game. Um as a place to store all my, my items and, and stuff and has crafting benches and all kinds of stuff there that'll be very useful over the course of the playthrough, I'm sure. Um, I'm not sure what we're doing today. I actually don't even remember. I think at the end of the last stream, didn't we grab the item for a Daedric, a random Daedric quest? I don't think we're doing that today because I think that's like way northwest on the map where we haven't been to yet. Um, so I'm not even sure what we're doing today. I'm really not. We'll just, we'll, we'll play it by ear. That's how, how, I think that's the best way to play Skyrim. You don't need to have a set agenda of what you're trying to do in any particular session because the game can take you in any direction with the amount of content it has and everything. It's a very immersive experience, and I feel like that's the best way to approach it, okay? Either way, it should be a fun, open-world experience, and I'm, I'm glad to be chilling with you guys today for a Skyrim fun. Later tonight, the late stream will be Halo Infinite Multiplayer. Uh, sadly, my only session of the week. I told you guys I'm trying to play it twice a week. But I have a short streaming week this week, so there's not much I can do about that, okay? Um, that'll be 6.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, by the way. Hope you'll come and support it, by the way. I'm going to be doing six more matches to get into the ranked system. And then based on my performance in those, those ten total matches, it's supposed to rank you and throw you into a certain class for playing online. I'm sure what's going to happen is it's gonna, I'm going to finish my ranked matches... They're going to throw me in, and I'm immediately just going to be smashed and pounded into fucking paste because I'm not playing the game regularly enough to play it at any kind of a high competitive level. Well, I guarantee you everyone who's playing it at ranked is just nonstop playing this game competitively. So I'm probably just going to get destroyed and then go right back to the more casual gameplay. But I think what it is is that certain viewers want to see me get pounded into fucking paste like this. They just want to see it. And then they can laugh at it, and then we can all say it happened. And then we can move on. Okay? All right. Fair enough. So that's tonight. Tomorrow, the mainstream will be determined by you because, ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be a poll posted up on DSP Gaming right now to determine what game I'm playing tomorrow. I'm literally, during the pre-stream podcast... Right now, I'm going to post up the poll. Are you guys ready for this? Here we go. So here we go. I'm going to say, hello, everyone. I am now posting up the poll to determine which game I will play on my main stream for Sunday, January 9. Please vote which 
whichever game is the runner up will instead be played as my main gameplay stream on Tuesday, November 13. November? Oh, let's try January 13. <laughs> Thanks and good luck. And here's the poll. November. Wow, that's a that's a long wait. I have to wait from January to November to see me play the game again. Alright, so the choices are, of course, Resident Evil 4 and Skyrim Anniversary Edition. And post. And it's posted. So where is that? That is right now on the DSP Gaming Channel, right here, on the Community tab. You can vote. Starting this moment. This is, I love being able to do this stuff on the fly during my live streams. I love this. Because I didn't used to be able to do that shit because my fucking laptop was a piece of dog shit. And every time I tried to load a page, it wouldn't even work. And now because I have this nice new laptop, it allows me to do things on the fly like that. So there you go. Initially, alright, it's posted. It's been posted for about 30 seconds. And I can already tell you, 28 seconds. It's neck and neck between Resident Evil 4 and Skyrim. It's a tie. So there you go. We will check on it. Over the course of today, we will see how you guys are voting. And it will determine what I play tomorrow. Okay? So that's exciting. Alright? So please vote. And tomorrow's mainstream will be whatever you vote for. Uh, Sunday night is the conclusion of Grand Theft Auto 3 Definitive Edition. And, effectively, the conclusion of my Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition Trilogy playthrough series. Which I've been playing since early November when the trilogy was first released. And I started with San Andreas. Then I went to Vice City, and now we're finishing up GTA 3, okay? That should be a good time. It'll be bittersweet because it's nice to finish these and move on to new content in 2022. At the same time, everyone knows when I play GTA, it's a special thing, especially because of how seriously chaotic and glitchy these games can be. So it'll be a little sad to see it go, but at the very same time, it is time to move on to other stuff. So excited for that, okay? Um, all right. <clears throat> I'm not here on Monday, and I know originally I was going to be, and usually I would be, but at least as of now, it's looking like with my new, the way my schedule is going to be working in 2022, Mondays may be my ongoing day off every week. I'm not going to say that for sure yet, all right, but, uh, woo, woo, excuse me, but it's a strong possibility that I will be uh, having Mondays off moving forward, okay? Which is good. If that is my new day off, that will not interfere with any game releases because no games come out on a Monday. It's either Tuesday or Friday, typically. So it should be fine. Um, and it means I'll be here all weekend because people like me streaming on the weekend. So. so effectively, it would be a good day off, I feel. So we'll see. So I'm not here Monday. When I return on Tuesday, the mainstream will be whatever the heck uh, we did not play yet tomorrow will be the mainstream on Monday. So whether it's Resident Evil 4 or Skyrim, we'll see. Then on Tuesday night, it's going to be a late night stream of Lost Judgment, okay? Uh, and this is going to be a post-game stream. We just beat the game last week. But what we're going to be doing is content that's still in the game, side content, that I haven't gotten around to doing, whether it's the investigations that we didn't finish, whether it's the squirrel hidden puzzles to do, or more. There's more, Apparently there's more content that actually opened up when you beat the game. So I'd like to do some of that once a week as a chill stream and maybe even eventually platinum the game. We'll see. Okay, and a lot of, there was a, a good dedicated viewer base for Lost Judgment that wanted to see me do post-game stuff, so I'm going to do it once a week on a late stream. Okay? 
Cracker Jacks, yes, that's correct. I try to time my days off with my wife's day off from work so that way we can do stuff together or have a relaxing day at home depending on what we choose to do. And that is the case, yes. Okay. Um, so that's Tuesday. Then Wednesday, the main gameplay stream will be the continuation of Condemned Criminal Origins, a game that I started playing many years ago during a Halloween marathon and did not like. But then you guys asked for it again this Halloween marathon. And being that I'm a different kind of content creator now, I'm quite frankly a different person than the person that I was many years ago. I played it for about three hours and actually really liked it during the Halloween marathon. And people said, man, Phil, you played three hours. Please keep going. Beat the whole game. It's entertaining to watch you play it. So I told you guys I would do it, but then I never got around to it because I was so busy with other stuff. Now we can get around to it, okay? <clears throat> so that's starting on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday night will be the next opportunity to do some Halo Infinite multiplayer, okay? And so then, uh, I think Thursday, Friday, it's going to be like Skyrim, Resident Evil, or, or Resident Evil, Skyrim. I forget the order exactly. Basically, what we're going to do is alternate back and forth between the games, depending on what order I play them tomorrow and, and uh, Tuesday, okay? Also, late night streams coming up this week. One of them will include a very special Game Pass late night stream, Game Pass night. Now, what does that mean? Well, the other night... We went on to Microsoft Game Pass here on my Xbox Series X, and for two hours we went through all the games that were available. We singled out between like 10 to 12 games that looked good, and people thought, oh, these have potential to be interesting things for you to check out. So what I'm going to do over the course of this week, probably on the pre-stream podcast when I, I get back on Tuesday from my day off on Monday, I will post up a series of polls here on DSP Gaming. You guys will be able to vote on 12 different games of which you get to pick two that I will play during this Game Pass night this week. One hour each, you see? So you'll vote whatever games actually have the most votes. That'll determine what two games I check out on Game Pass night. And I'm excited for that. I have no idea what people will vote for. There's a wide variety of games that we kind of marked off to be played. Um, so that's good stuff, and I can't wait for that. That's something special that we're doing this coming week. So this week will be a mix Condemned Criminal Origins, Skyrim, Resident Evil 4 continuing. The night streams will be Halo Infinite, the beginning of the Lost Judgment post-game streams, a Game Pass night, and Street Fighter. So that's some good variety of stuff coming up, okay? Uh, later on this month, there are some new releases that will be coming out. There's Rainbow Six Extraction. That's going to be a free on Game Pass style game. I will be checking that out. I don't know if I'll be playing it at length, but it's free on Game Pass. I might as well check it out. And then later in the month, Pokemon Legends Arceus is coming out on the Switch, and I will be checking that out as well. So there are some new releases actually coming out in January that I'll be checking out, but I've got tons of content to tackle before then, all right? <clears throat> One final reminder before we get to today's big topic of discussion on the Pre-Stream Podcast. The member's goal for the month is 350 members. If we hit that goal, at any point during the month, we get 350 concurrent members. I'll be doing a very special marathon, a Game Pass marathon. What this means is that of those games that we kind of singled out for Game Pass, I'll play them all day long. We'll pick out like four or five Game Pass games that I'll check out for the very first time during this marathon event. So it's kind of like Game Pass Night plus plus plus, because also when I do marathon events, I typically do a new episode of Feasting with the King or DSP Tries It or both. Incidentally, right now there's a lot of different items going on, food items, that I could try out for like a DSP Tries It or if we wanted to do like a full-fledged Feasting with the King, we could do that too. So that's going to be pretty exciting to do a whole day of Game Pass exploration and fun if we hit the members goal. Right now we're at 323, which actually we got 
some good momentum with members over the last day or two. If you're not a channel member, you're missing out. You get so many benefits. Highlight a name in stream chat. You don't have to abide by slow mode rules of the chat. You can talk as much as you want. Access to all of my emotes. By the way, we'll have a little follow-up about the emote discussion we had yesterday in just a moment. Um, <clears throat> a cool chat crown badge to show how long you've been a supporter of the channel that shows up not only in this chat, but also in comments on YouTube videos. I don't know if people knew that, but your chat crown badge on YouTube shows up everywhere you post, okay? Um, in addition, highlighted and priority access to special events. For example, Ask the King. You get a very dramatically increased chance to get your question answered on Ask the King if you're a channel member. That's my bi-monthly Q&A show, if you don't know. Um, Special marathon events. If there's cases where you nominate and vote on games, usually members get to nominate and vote on a game and get a game into an event just because they're a member. All right? Um, lots of priority access to stuff. So please consider becoming a member if you have not. It helps the channel dramatically. And uh, it's also uh, you know, a great way to show growth. Right? You're supporting my streams. You're supporting my channel. And you're helping with the growth of this channel over the course of 2022 if you become a channel member. All right? As for the emote discussion, yesterday we talked about several different emotes that would be eligible to replace the current Santa emote on the channel. Um, and there was a few different ones that people were talking about. One of the ones that people thought would be a good one is Why Am I Toxic? And another one was the Facepalm emote. It seems like those were the two that were definitely the front runners uh, for emotes to replace Santa. So what I'll do is I'll try to see today over the course of today what you guys think and probably either later today or tomorrow... I'm going to replace the Santa emote with a new one because no one cares about Santa. It's January. Santa's time is done. Get his stinky ass back to the North Pole. Get him in bed. Get him to sleep. We'll talk about him next year or later this year. We don't want to deal with that crap right now. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the big, big, big topic of discussion this morning. All right. What is the big, big, big topic of discussion this morning? What is it? I'll tell you. So, you guys know how highly critical I am of a lot of the, the, the behavior and a lot of the weird shit that big content creators do on the internet. You guys know over the years I've been incredibly critical of different series and different things that content creators do. I told you that I really feel that some of the stuff that's incredibly popular from some of the biggest people on the internet right now is crap. All right? That's my opinion, though. And you can completely disagree. And I can understand that there are people who like stuff that I don't. That's something that I've grown to do over the years. That's very different than my old attitude. Back in the day, it was like, if you don't agree with me, you're just an infidel. You're stupid. You're a dumbass, right? Today, I disagree. Everyone can have different tastes. There's different strokes for different folks. Hell, some of you even like me and my content. So, obviously, there's different opinions out there, right? <laughs> there you go. So, that being said, one of the very, very prominent, popular kinds of content that the big content creators put out out there is what's called react, reaction, uh, however you want to say it, reacting videos, where a content creator simply watches something. It could be another YouTube video. It could be a newscast, a news story. 
It could be footage from a press conference or E3 or something like that. Or a game trailer or announcement for a movie. Or it could literally be watching an actual television show, movie, video game playthrough. It could literally be anything. And what they do is they sit there and they watch it and they react. Okay? Now some people really go the extra mile here to try to get some kind of reaction from their audience and they'll completely go crazy with cartoonish faces and complete overreactions and you know it's pretty stupid but the sad fact is that these react videos have just become more and more and more popular over the years whether on YouTube or streams entire streams on Twitch where people just sit there reacting to content okay I'm going to be honest with you, I've never liked it. I actually feel outside of drama videos, okay? Drama videos are incredibly toxic, incredibly harmful, yet they've become some of the most prominent content on the internet in the last decade. Entire channels on YouTube are made of drama content that is incredibly harmful to people, um, yet it's still allowed to be popular, prominently featured everywhere, advertised, put into search results, etc. Okay? But... I don't feel React videos are like that, okay? I don't feel they're harmful. I just feel that React videos and streams are literally fluff content. And what I mean by that is there is no effort put into that. To do a React video, I could literally right now, okay? I could do this. And then I click over here, I say, oh, oh, oh! There's my reaction video to it, all right? And people say, oh, it's hilarious to see Phil react like that. And click, 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 like, 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 and vote up and watch and go viral and retweet and do a, a clip of it everywhere, okay? That's, you see what I mean now? What effort did I put into doing that, right? Nothing. There's no effort there. All I did was watch something quick, oh, reacted to it. And that's that, you see? Um, there's no nothing to it. So to me, literally that kind of content is worthless. But that's me. Again, that's my opinion. Some people really enjoy watching their favorite content creators react to various kinds of content. Okay? Now, one thing about reaction videos and streams or whatever you want to say, that's, that's always been a, a point of contention, is how legal is it when to do a react video or stream to what extent can you do it? To what extent are you protected by the law and fair use? And to what extent are you not? When are you going too far with that style of content? Okay. So why is this a big issue today? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it's become increasingly more popular on Twitch in particular over the last few months to do this style of content. Why? Because Twitch actually changed their business over the last few months and made it so that all of those content creators that were doing those disgusting sexualized things like licking robot ears and dressing in bikinis and sitting in hot tubs and doing all that shit that was insanely prominently popular because of basically perverted fucking sex-crazed teenagers watching and clicking and donating to them. Well... Twitch basically stopped featuring them. So they stopped showing up on the main page. They stopped showing up everywhere. So all of a sudden, there had to be a new fad. What's the new fad that we can now use to make money? 
okay? So the new fad on Twitch has now actually become this React-style content, but not how you're thinking. It's not, oh, we're just watching a game trailer or whatever. No. Big-time Twitch streamers are actually watching full, unedited episodes of television shows, animes, etc., or full-length movies. They're illegally, yes, blatantly, illegally broadcasting this copywritten and trademarked content on their channels, sitting there like this, like me, on, a, on like a green screen, sitting there like this, and just talking about it. Oh, oh, ha, 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 oh, blah, 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 blah. As if it's like, you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000, back in the day, was really the first television show ever to pioneer this, this technique. What they would do, they would take movies that were so old that the copyrights had been abandoned for them. Okay, meaning no one technically owned the rights to these movies anymore. These movies have been thrown into the realm of what's called public domain. Public domain basically means anyone could do anything with it what they want because no one really owns the rights to it anymore. It's just for it's a free freebie, free for all. Do whatever you want. Okay, so Mystery Science Theater three thousand would take these movies and have these puppets and a guy sit in front of them and do commentary as if you were sitting in a movie theater next to these guys. They would do this reactive commentary to what they were seeing on the screen. And admittedly, it was absolutely hilarious. I thought it was funny as shit. I used to watch Mystery Science Theater 3000 and laugh my ass off at the commentary that they would do over this public domain stuff. I think it was a great show, okay? Now, the thing is, you can only do that if you have the legal right to do it. You can't just do that over a modern movie. If right now I wanted to do, let's watch Avengers Endgame, all right? And we're going to watch the movie. I'm just going to do reacting commentary to it over the whole movie. Eh, done. That's a blatant violation of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. I don't own the rights to that movie. I don't have the right to rebroadcast it in any form except a highly edited, limited form for the purposes of commentary and criticism because that would be considered a review, okay? But to just rebroadcast it in its raw form and do commentary over it is not protected by fair use law. The DMCA Act would basically say that's illegal and at any time someone could shut me down for doing that, okay? Now, there are people who do it. However, they found ways to skirt the law. For example, the same people who made Mystery Science Theater 3000 actually have a, a very, very profitable business called Rift Tracks. What they've done is they do watch the new stuff. Let's, for example, let's say they, uh, they watch Shang-Chi, the relatively new movie for Marvel. So they'll sit there and watch it, and as they're watching it, they'll record just their audio commentary, okay? Nothing, no visuals, no audio of the movie, just their audio commentary. Then, on their website, rifttracks.com or whatever it is, you can purchase a subscription. And that subscription allows you access to their voiceover commentary. So if you own the rights to watch the movie, whether you, you bought Shang-Chi yourself, maybe you got Disney+, Plus, you can watch it on there. Whatever access you already have to the movie, you press play on the movie, and you press play on their commentary, and it syncs the two up. So it's as if you're watching the movie with these guys, 
but technically they're completely protected from any DMCA law violation because they didn't do anything with the content you did, you see? So there you go. Um, that That's how they get around it, all right? So that's, by the way, that's perfectly legal. There's nothing wrong with that. That's actually an ingenious way to have this kind of reacting commentary to something that's new and protected fully under the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, all right? But what these Twitch streamers are now doing is literally and blatantly ignoring the law and just replaying full content unedited and just talking over it for hours on end. And they're rolling in dough. They're coming, they're, people are coming in droves. Thousands and thousands of viewers are watching this content for the very first time with these people to watch their commentary over it. And this is blatant theft. Like, no exaggeration, this is illegal. You cannot do this, but this has now become a very prominent thing on Twitch. It's the new hot thing over there, okay? The reason that this is now a hot topic is because everyone's kind of been getting away with it, all right? And then all of a sudden, yesterday, one of their biggest streamers over there, Pokemane, dust flew for on my face, uh, got a DMCA strike against her channel, and it was taken down for 48 hours. Her whole channel was taken down, all right? And now she can't stream for two days. Now you might say, oh, that's terrible. Oh no, poor Pokemon. Except the thing is when you're a large time streamer like that, literally this happening actually means a paid vacation and a bonus. I'm not kidding. Okay, already there's a video that was made. Oh, I can't wait to come back to Twitch to all of you. It's stupid this happened, but I can't wait to come back and do other content that won't get stricken down. And I hope you'll all come and support me when I return in two days. Even though it's blatantly a violation of law. Blatantly broke the law. That's why you're getting kicked off Twitch for two days. Oh, my celebratory return is coming. I can't wait for you all to come and throw me money when I return to Twitch. This has happened many times with content creators over the years. They do something blatantly wrong. There's a reason why they're being punished. And it's not, oh, it's a false copyright strike or something. It's literally, yeah, I, I outright just ignored the law and now I got punished for it. Oh, but reward me when I come back. Okay? And that's exactly what it looks like is going to happen. You know, there'll be some celebration when she returns to Twitch and get rolling in fucking dough for nothing. For absolutely fucking nothing. For doing the wrong thing, she'll be rewarded. Okay? Now, that's just a small time situation but the big picture here is that people are afraid that over on twitch there may be large repercussions for this kind of thing happening because if it could happen to a big time streamer like that who brings in thousands of viewers and tons of money every day to the site <clears throat> what's to, to stop some kind of a dmca crackdown right or what's to stop twitch from having to change the way that they run their site or police their site because now these companies that own the rights to this big stuff basically want uh <clears throat> basically want change okay so anyway let me go ahead and explain to you how exactly these businesses work today because a lot of people don't understand how these businesses work or why they're even allowed to do this kind of crap, right? So, 
There is a law, and I forget what it's called, Section 208, 203, 230. I forget. There's a, a, a part of U.S. law. And the law basically states the following, okay? A company that provides a medium for content, like YouTube or Twitch, any of these websites or businesses that let you have an open place to upload content and broadcast that live to the world's internet, okay? Cannot be held legally responsible for the content on their site because it's not their content. You see what I'm saying? Right now, I'm broadcasting on YouTube. YouTube does not own the rights to my stream. I do. So because I legally own the rights to this, it's my responsibility to make sure that what I'm broadcasting here today is not a violation of any kind of law. Not just the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, but there's many different laws about broadcasting content, what's you know, what's legal, what's not. You know, I can't show ultra graphic, truly violent content. That's against the law too. So there's all these different things in effect. Now that's US law, by the way. Now you might say, well, I don't understand because these companies broadcast all over the world. So how does US law apply to the worldwide audience? Well, it's because it's not about the end user, meaning the end viewer, it's about where the company exists physically. <clears throat> so, both YouTube and Twitch exist in California, the state of California in the United States. So as long as they're abiding by the laws of California, United States, they're protected, okay? No one can legally come after these companies for this stuff because there's a law in places. No, they're not, they're not liable for the content uploaded to the site. Now, you might say, well, now, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. If that were the case, anyone could upload anything they wanted to Twitch, YouTube, anywhere, and there's no liability for any of it. How does that, how, that doesn't make sense. Well, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the company that hosts it, meaning YouTube and Twitch, is not legally liable. However, the people who are broadcasting or uploading said content are legally liable, all right? <clears throat> so right now, if I decided to play... Uh, I don't know, the latest episode of... Oh, I broadcast the entire season two of The Witcher on Netflix. I just play it right now on my stream. YouTube cannot get in trouble for it, but I can. I can get my channel taken down. I can get sued by the makers of the show and, and, and have for damages or whatever. <clears throat> okay, but YouTube cannot get in trouble for it, all right? Now, you might say, well, I don't understand if this is the case that... DMCA law is applying to all this content, right? Then how is it that people get away with it every day? Every day you see people playing music that's copyrighted, they don't get in trouble. These big prominent streamers on Twitch have been watching full shows and movies, they don't get in trouble. So how is it that that's possible if it's illegal, right? Here's how. Because these businesses are considered user policed. And I know that sounds stupid, because it is, okay? It is. What these businesses essentially are saying in a legal standpoint is our business, because it's user-created content, there's no way that our business could, could reasonably be expected on a daily basis to review every piece of content updated to our sites. You know, on YouTube, how many millions of videos likely are uploaded to YouTube on a daily basis? right? How many thousands of live streams are running on Twitch at the same time, right? So their legal standpoint is 
there's no way reasonably we could control the content on our business. That's like saying, no exaggeration, that's like saying I run a restaurant and a big Italian restaurant, right? But man, my restaurant, it's gotten so popular that there's no way that I could possibly control anything that goes on inside of my restaurant, whether it's the quality of the ingredients in the food, the, the cooking staff's behavior, the customers are coming in, being unruly, beating each other up in the middle of my restaurant, doing drugs in the middle of the restaurant. I can't control any of it. I'm too popular, man. You can't reasonably expect me to control anything that happens inside of my business. That's ludicrous. In reality, in real life, ne this law would never apply. But for some reason, because this is internet-based, it does. As I've told you guys many times over the years, <clears throat> the internet is still kind of in its Wild West kind of phase. The internet is becoming more and more prominent in our daily lives, social media, business-wise. It's ingrained in almost everything we do. Our finances are tied to the internet. Our, our uh, entertainment is tied to the internet. Our whole entire beings are tied to the internet. But the internet is an unsafe place. There is no way to legally really enforce or protect or police the internet in many capacities. Okay? <clears throat> so, in regards to these businesses, the only way that people really get in trouble for this stuff, alright, um, is basically if someone mass reports them. Okay? So right now, I could be broadcasting, again, the entire season two of The Witcher on my channel. But if I only have two viewers, and those two viewers like it and don't report it, no one would ever know and I get away with it. You see? What these websites are relying on are the viewers to self-police. So if you're watching Pokemane or another streamer broadcasting something that's illegal, you mass report them. And then someone at that business is responsible for taking in those reports, reviewing them, confirming if the violation is actually happening, and if it is happening, legally taking down that content, okay? Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> at one point, this was not the case. About a decade ago, YouTube was rampant with stolen content. I actually remember when I used to still listen to Sirius XM Radio, Howard Stern, you know, had his show on there, and he was furious because he was like, every day uh, this show gets illegally recorded and uploaded to YouTube. And we have hit them with loss, with, with not necessarily lawsuits, but takedown notices and legal. Our lawyer has contacted them telling, take it down. And all they do is they individually take it down every time it's posted up. But they won't prevent people from still posting our show up every day. They just say it's not their job. Okay? So well, here's what ended up happening. YouTube got sued. What a surprise, right? We knew that this wasn't going to go on forever. YouTube got sued by the music industry. The music industry said, no, 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 no. Listen, we own the rights to all this music. You have no right to have people posting our music up constantly on your site. We don't care about your bullshit reasons. Oh, we can't police our site and blah, blah, blah. They sued YouTube. They won. And YouTube was basically legally bound to now have a system in place by which it would identify and take down content that companies upload to the site and say, this is ours, only we have the rights to use it, anyone else, we want it taken down, or, or we want to claim the rights to that illegally used content so we make money on it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how the entire content ID system was created on YouTube. 
that was the purpose behind it. That's why it exists. It was because a music company sued YouTube and said, no, this is bullshit. People are using our music without permission and making money on our content. We want that rights to that content. <clears throat> so that's, that is why today I'll be sitting here playing Grand Theft Auto, all right, and a song is playing in the game, and either my video gets claimed by a third-party music company and I no longer have any rights to any advertisement revenue on that video, or in some cases, if a Blondie song plays, or if 99 Balloons plays, the whole fucking video gets blocked, and no one can see the goddamn video because there's 20 seconds of a fucking song that a music company holds the rights to in my video, okay? So, that's how this whole debacle started and happened, all right? Um, now, obviously, I've told you my opinion on this, this system. I absolutely believe there should be a system in place to stop rampant abuse of DMCA violations, all right? But the systems that YouTube has in place are terrible. The content ID system is infamous for misidentifying content and claiming it on behalf of companies incorrectly, right? If I'm playing a video game, and the video game plays 10 seconds of a song, all right, that's fair use. That's already a piece of a video game soundtrack where that artist, years and years ago, was paid for the ongoing use of their song in that game. They don't get extra residuals after the fact. There was no agreement to that. That's bullshit. They don't, they don't have rights to make more money on something they were already paid for in the past. But YouTube doesn't discriminate. It doesn't care if you use 10 seconds or 10 hours. If it identifies a piece of content, your video is claimed and you lose all rights to it. And this is why there's been many content creators over the years like Angry Joe. More recently, um, there was that guy, the anime content creator. I've totally forgotten his name now. Um... But he had half his channel claimed by, uh, what's the name of the, the anime company? To not Toei. Um, is it Toei Animation? I think it's Toei Animation. Literally half of his fucking uh, channel got claimed. Them saying, we own the rights to all of this anime. You've been making these videos for years and years and years. Totally not Mark. That was his name. Thank you, Guts. Totally not Mark. We own the rights to it. You've been using it without our permission for years and years. We own all your content now. And there was like nothing he could do about it unless he wanted to go to court and try to fight them. He has no defense against it. Okay? Now, for me, uh, the, here's my, my take on the whole subject. Okay? First of all, in the realm of video game playthroughs, I firmly believe that they are legal because I feel that when you're picking up this controller, you're playing the game yourself, adding your own creative direction into the game, right? That game doesn't play itself. That character doesn't move themselves. These buttons control the character. And what I do, my input directly influences the content I'm creating with that game. That game, for example, today I'm going to play Skyrim. No, I do not have the legal rights to rip the source code of Skyrim and sell it on the internet, repost it on the internet, or do anything with it on the internet. I don't have the rights to do that, okay? But, if I bought the license to use the game, I can create with that game. I can make a video game playthrough with my own commentary, gameplay, and I, that is a creative work. 
That's my take on it. There has been no legal precedent to say otherwise, but there's also been no legal precedent to say that's the case. So in the regards to video games, all right, basically there's no definitive answer on what's legal and what's not. It's been common practice in the last 10 to 15 years that people can do what's called Let's Plays or video game playthroughs and companies don't go after them for it. Companies believe this is free advertisement for their games and for the most part, most video game companies have agreed that a playthrough is a transformative work that is original to the person playing the game and therefore they don't go after them for copyright issues. There have been exceptions over the years. For example, Nintendo was infamous for the longest time for claiming everyone's content that involved anything with their IPs on YouTube. Then all of a sudden, a few years ago, they had an about face and changed their attitude and now they let everyone do whatever they want. So, in general, gaming has been huge when it comes to online culture because these companies have been very lax in enforcing DMCA law and basically are of the opinion that it's okay to do this kind of content, okay? But this has never happened or gotten more loose with, you know, television, movies, music, okay? One thing that was infamous on Twitch for the longest time is that people streaming on Twitch would just play whatever music. They'd have a, a, a listing of, like, thousands of tracks on their computers, and the viewers would, would actually be able to, like, contribute and pick a song to play on the stream. How is that legal? Like, did you have rights to the song, right? Of course not. But this is what they were doing. It was like, like their streams were jukeboxes that were playing over gameplay. Or sometimes not even over gameplay, just them sitting there talking to people. Um, and this went on for years and years and years until Twitch started to crack down on that and said, no, you can't just willy-nilly use this music. You don't have the rights to it, Okay. So now, there seems to be a crackdown on these people who are re-watching movies and shows and the like, okay? Now, here's the thing. There's many different schools of thought on this. Some people are of the opinion that this is valid content and it should be allowed. I don't think there's a legal precedent or a legal leg to stand on with that argument. I mean, you could say, okay, if you're going to do a react video to something, you can use maybe an arguable percentage of it. So I don't, I don't know what it would be. I don't even know if it's ever been hashed out in court. But let's say, for example, there's a movie that you want to do a review of or you want to react to it, and the movie runs for 90 minutes, okay? So you use nine minutes of footage in your react video. So that's 10% of the movie. Maybe that's legally allowed. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But obviously, there should be some kind of a determining factor in what's allowed and what's not when you come to this kind of content. But I don't think anyone out there from a legal standpoint is going to say, oh, it should be fully usable and advisable. You could use the entire movie and the entire show unedited and just do your commentary. That should be fine. I don't know how anyone can even argue that that's like a transformative work. Again, Mystery Science Theater 3000 couldn't do it 20 years ago, right? They had to use the, the movies that became public domain, and if they want to do it, they have to do riff tracks. So, if a Twitch streamer wants to sit there and just do the commentary with nothing else playing, and you guys are playing the movie in your own homes, that's one thing. But they can't do what they're doing right now and actually play the source content. It's just not allowable per legal definition. Okay? Um, now, in regards to these prominent Twitch streamers Blatantly ignoring the law, 
and doing whatever they want and getting away with it. All right. Do you want to know my opinion? All right. Here's my opinion. And you can completely disagree with me if you want. But here's my opinion. If there is a blatant and flagrant violation of law, if there is no way there could have been a misconstruing of the law and a content creator still actively decides to break the law for personal gain, that content creator should be permanently banned and never allowed to participate in that business ever again. Period. No exceptions, no slaps on the wrist, no, oh, preferential treatment for this person because they're bigger than that person. It's just right across the board, you chose to broke the law, live with the consequences. Consequences. Period. Not, oh, a 48-hour suspension. So now you basically go on a 48-hour paid vacation because now you can advertise that you're going to come back in two days with a big return celebratory stream and everyone throw their love and money at me when I come back because I chose to broke the, break the law. What? What? Why? What? How is that? What? This is what I mean. How is that? Or, okay. We won't ban you from the site, but guess what? You're out of the partner program because you chose to violate the law for personal gain. We can't have that legal liability on our site. You are permanently banned from the partner program and not allowed back in. You can come back and broadcast after your 48-hour suspension. No subs, no cheers, no crowdfunding at all from our methods. We want you out of our fucking business. Get the fuck out. All right? If you want to talk about a situation where someone should be banned from the partner program, this is it. This is directly the kind of situation where someone should say, we don't want this person as a legal liability. This person has a giant following on our business. They outright chose to break the law for personal gain, even though there's no possible way they could have misunderstood it. There's no way that someone with that amount of following thought that they were somehow legally above the law and could rebroadcast a movie or a TV show with no repercussions. That was an active choice to get attention, to get to get personal gain again, and then they knew that because of the way these sites are run, that they were immune from any kind of real consequences. Oh, well, the, the violation of this is just a, a 48-hour ban, so fuck it. If it happens, it happens. And then I come back and I make double, triple money when I come back anyway because everyone's celebrating that I'm back. Huh? How does that make any sense? How? How are you going to tell me that people can do completely illegal things and be fucking rewarded for it? This is insane. This is toxic. This is the actual opposite of how things should be on the internet. But this is why the internet is how it is. Why do you think we have the top YouTubers doing insane drama videos, really bad gossip, hurtful things, pranks that are fucking insulting to entire cultures, people making videos in the Japanese suicide forest and smiling and laughing in front of hanging bodies. I wonder why we have that kind of content when there's literally no actual consequences for that fucking behavior. Okay? Right? People do these things and they're literally become more popular. They become more rewarded. They get more of a following. They actually grow for doing the, the bad thing. 
No. It is, in my opinion, maybe it's not legally, it is morally the obligation of these businesses to shut down the toxic culture and content of the internet. If you allow this to continue, you will have an entire internet full of dunces, assholes, people who feel there's no actual consequences for anything they do because that's what they were taught watching these fucking buffoons, okay? This is why it's like this right now. It really is. This is why YouTube's gone down the tubes. This is why Twitch is fucking shit because they just say, hey, oh well, who cares that the top person did it as long as we're making profit on it? And that is such the most disgusting I just spilled seltzer water all over my crotch. That is the most disgusting, irresponsible attitude that you can take towards this kind of content creation. Alright? Sorry, Pokemon, you broke the law. You chose to break the law. There was no misunderstanding. You knew you could not legally rebroadcast a full movie or TV show. You did it anyway. You're gone. Goodbye. Banned. No partner program. Good night. Go somewhere else. Leave and never come back because you chose to do the wrong thing. And if we let you come back, you now are a, uh, you're basically a, a, a case for everyone else to say we can get away with it too. It's okay to break the law as long as it's only your first offense. Really? Is that how I should approach it in real life? Oh, it's okay to go hold up uh, a liquor store. Because it's only my first offense. If I get arrested, I won't go to jail for the rest of my life. As long as I don't accidentally shoot someone. Oh, it's fine if I do that. Because it's only my first offense, right? Everyone should just say it's okay to do that, right? What the fuck are you talking about? But can you imagine that? Can you imagine if you blatantly went out to a physical place, broke the law, and they said, well, it's only your first time, so eh, you know, go to jail for two days and you're out. You're fine. No problems. What? Oh, by the way, when you come out of jail, you're rewarded. Someone's at your house and hands you hundreds of dollars. Huh? Like, it, But this is how it is. This is seriously how it is right now on these sites. Because, again, number one, the sites are not legally held responsible for this. Okay, they're not. So, so if the actual rights holder of the movie or television show that one of these Twitch streamers is broadcasting went after them, they could. Legally, they could actually go after the person who did that illegal broadcast and sue them. So I, hope, I actually hope that these people who are doing this understand the actual legal repercussions of what they're doing. They could be hit with a lawsuit of which they literally have no defense against. They did it. The evidence is clear. It's on the internet. You violated DMCA law and you could be sued for damages or whatever from these companies. I mean, the thing is, again, it seems like the situation is that the companies haven't really gone to that extent. All they've done is tried to go after the content providers like YouTube and Twitch and say, you have to have a means to take it down. If we identify it, we, got, we need it down or we need the right to claim it ourselves so we make profit on it because you're using our, our content that we own the rights to. But these people could actually be sued directly, and I don't think they understand that. You know? You might hear, I'm not even kidding, you might hear one or two years from now, Pokemon crying in a video, I'm being sued by the company who I broadcast their stuff for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, boo-hoo-hoo. And it would be legal, and she'd be in the wrong, and could basically be sued into oblivion. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but but my take is how can you allow this? Even though legally, Twitch and YouTube aren't on the hook for this content. At some point, you got to say, well, we're still responsible for it. Legally, all right, we don't agree with the behavior. And legally, if we get asked to take down the behavior or stop the behavior, we will. But at some point, you have to say, okay, we are the venue, the, the business, however you want to say it. We're the ones putting that shit on the internet. That's blatantly illegal, immoral, harmful, toxic, whatever you want to call it. You're the ones doing it. So at some point, you have to at least step up and take some responsibility and say, we're going to do something active to stop it. Not, oh, well, because it was mass reported, we're going to do a obligatory slap on the wrist, two-day suspension, come back, nothing ever happened, right? No, you can't. You have to put your foot down and say, make an example out of the people who are the worst offenders who think that they're above the law or above morality for that sake. Because again, is it illegal to go to Japan and take a squid and slap it on top of a taxi driver's car. Actually, I don't know. Maybe it is. I actually don't know the answer to that. But if someone is running around Japan doing ridiculous, over-the-top pranks, you know, things that are very harmful to people in the culture of that country, and you allow that content to be distributed on your platform, regardless or not if it's illegal, you should still have some kind of responsibility to look at that stuff and say, Jesus, this is not something we want on our site. By the way, and here's the, here's the other reason that this is a big story. Because people who do not violate the law, but still use Twitch on a daily basis, are actually starting to get afraid. Because when they're seeing these high priority, high prominence content creators getting taken down, they're like, what happens now if Twitch actually does start to change their policies as a result of these assholes doing the wrong thing? What if companies actually start to directly sue people? Okay. Um, you know, like, they're worried that things can change for the worse. And it wouldn't be because of them. It would be because, once again, the people who are the most popular are irresponsible shitheads and their actions actually hurt everyone below them, but they don't care, right? I've said it before, I'll say it again. When you're someone who has great power, you have to understand that great responsibility comes with that power. When you see Pokemane blatantly violating the MCA law, you realize she does not deserve any of the power she has on the internet because she's an irresponsible jerk who doesn't care about anyone else but herself and doesn't care if Twitch or YouTube or anywhere else gets sued or changed as a result of her actions. All she cares about is her own personal benefit and gain. She deserves none of anything she has. Because of her behavior shows she doesn't care about anyone. Okay? This has happened time and time again over the years. Where a, one prominent YouTuber does something bad. And now YouTube has to make a change or something changes for everyone that's bad. The adpocalypse. Partially. Not fully but partially was caused by bad behavior of content creators, okay? It's just true. So, I'm sorry, but at some point, there has to be someone taking charge and responsibility for this shit. It can't just be, oh, it's just a laughable story and we blow it off. It's not. It's actually not. This is a situation where 
something has to change. It can't just be the big wigs get away with everything infinitely with no repercussions whatsoever. In fact, it's a celebration and they get rewarded for breaking the law when they come back from their, their, their suspension. It should be the opposite. It should be you're suspended from the partner program for months and can't make any money because you broke the law. Now learn from this or else go out of business. I just don't understand. Because again, who's going to be hurt by this? Us. We will. They'll change the site. They'll change everything here to fuck us over. The people who aren't doing anything wrong will be the ones who get fucked. Not the people who are giant rolling in dough and immune. You see what I'm saying? This, there, how did we get to a point where there is an actual protected level of internet popularity that they can do whatever they want and they're protected from any kind of fucking repercussions. They're literally immune to any kind of repercussions for their actions. How? How is this How is this even allowed? How did we get to this point? It's, it's not. It shouldn't be. People need to stand up and say, no, fuck this. We're not, number one, we're going to stop supporting these fucking people who are breaking the law. Uh, what are we doing? These people are, are ridiculous that they're doing this and think that they're better than everyone else and they could get away with it because they're so big. Like, who are you to think that you're above everyone and now you're going to do things that may actually change how things are enforced and it hurts everyone but you, but we have to live with the consequences of your action. So why would you support that person moving forward? People should step up and say, no, ban this idiot. Boycott this idiot. Get them the fuck out of here. Get them off YouTube. Get them off Twitch. We don't want that. We want a place where people can be responsible and have a safe place for fun content that's meaningful. Not people who just care about themselves and the money rolling in and we'll just rip it off every law, break every law possible because we know that we're immune to any kind of repercussion. That's nuts. Yeah, I am still going because I'm fucking pissed. I'm tired of this shit. I really am. I think there has to be a change. You know what? When shit like this happens, I am so fucking happy that I left Twitch last year. I, I keep saying this. It's weird. When you look at my now almost 14 years as a content creator, all right, and you see the ups and downs that I've had, and you see the places that I've gone and the things that have happened, all right, it's just funny how things have worked out for me because it always seems to be that, like, I, I'm the thing is I'm not a superstitious person and I certainly don't believe in these big lofty ideas like fate or whatever but man it sure seems like things happen for a reason it really does like for example I go to blip TV right I become the second biggest guy on the site within a month but then I get kicked off the site for making a very very insensitive racist jokes okay 100% today I can say that. You know, back then I did the wrong thing. I never should have made those kind of jokes. They're way too insensitive and hurtful to a certain group of people who definitely don't fucking deserve to be treated and talked to talked about like that. It's ridiculous that I thought that it was funny. And I'm very apologetic today that back then I was an immature idiot and I did that stuff, okay? So I get kicked off with Blip TV without any kind of discussion. It wasn't even like, oh, we'll talk about it. You can't do that kind of content. Remove that content and moving forward, you know, be a better person. It was just, you're off blip. All right? I thought that was completely unfair. I was treated unfairly. You should at least give me a chance, right, to do the right thing. I was immature back then. I should have I should have known better at the very same time. Give me a chance to learn and grow. They didn't do that. They just said, you're gone. Within a few years, blip was gone. Completely gone. Just, boop, they failed. As a business, off the internet. 
If I had stayed on Blip, I might have literally gone out of business myself. Because all my content would have been on there housed. Now what am I going to do? Upload four years of gameplay to DSP Gaming on YouTube in one fell swoop? No. I mean, that would have been ridiculously terrible. Okay? So then, right? I'm partnered with Machinima for many years and they're treating me good. All of a sudden, they start treating me terribly. And I'm asking them, what's going on? Can you help me with my issues? Why are you ignoring me? They basically kick me out of their partner program. Okay? Fine. Fuck you. They go out of business. <laughs> Completely. Gone. Don't exist anymore. It's just kind of like these weird things happen to me. I get mistreated. And then, I don't know if you want to call it karma or whatever. I don't know. But it just seems like, to me, it's just a pattern that's followed me along the 14 years I've been a content creator. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> so now take a look at what just happened to me last year. All right? And I just explained you to you guys recently what happened because I actually finally found out what happened. Is that people misrepresented me on the internet and they started up this straw man argument that Phil is, is a racial or, or a racist and a bigot and a sexist. You know, they started saying that my, my, my moniker that I don't use anymore, I've retired it. The king of hate. They started saying that Phil uses that because he's a hateful person. He hates on games. He hates on game developers. But he also, he's racist and sexist. Just take a look at his content from over the years. And then they would link to stuff from a decade ago. Right? They would link to that commentary that I did on Blip that got me kicked off of Blip. They would link to a sexualized joke from over 10 years ago and say, this is who Phil is as a content creator. It's like, now wait a minute. No. Absolutely not. I've changed for the better. Over the years, I've dramatically changed and improved the content that I put out. The stuff that I put out today in no way is representative of who I was 10 years ago. And I, you know, I outright admit, yes, the content that I used to put out back then was for a different time. Opinions were different. Culture was different. At that time, those kind of jokes were considered acceptable. They're definitely not anymore. And I would never do that. I've grown and changed for the better and realized I don't want to be that kind of content creator anymore. All right. But people misrepresented me all over the internet. I have evidence of it. That they went to places like Twitch and fucking uh, stream, uh, stream Labs and, yes, uh, Teespring and said, are you aware that the person who's using your business is this and this and this? And basically now, in the modern day, things have changed. Okay? Things have changed. Where now, these companies feel like it's cancel culture time. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's a liability to have someone like that associated with our business. Even if we've been dealing with this person for five plus years, it's a liability. So that's why Twitch isn't going to ban me because I didn't do anything on Twitch that's ban worthy. But they'll remove me from their partner program and say, we don't want to have any financial ties to this guy. You see, it's fucked up. I'm, I'm basically getting canceled. All right. Getting canceled for something that I did over a decade ago acting like it's something that I did today. But these companies are fucking dumb, all right? But I got to ask the question then, all right? If what I did a decade ago, a decade ago, is a cancelable action, all right? How the fuck is a big-time streamer or content creator blatantly violating DMCA law for personal gain today not a cancelable action? I, how are you going to tell me that's equal treatment? How are you going to tell me that that's even fair or legal? That one person 
is treated one way for something they did a decade ago, not even on your business, right? Before I ever streamed on Twitch is when I did those things that are getting me kicked out of the partner program today. But the person who broke the law today didn't get kicked out of the partner program. What? I... Makes absolutely no sense. None. And it has to stop. People need to stop supporting these people who do these things, these toxic, illegal things. People need to stop supporting the... As I said, it's the same thing with game development as with content creation. Whatever you support will now become the more prominent thing. Okay? You gotta understand that. Whatever you support will become prominent. People sit here and complain that Rockstar canceled Bully 2, hasn't had an update or, or talked about Grand Theft Auto 6 in a million years, and refuses to do single-player expansion content for Grand Theft Auto 5. They just keep doing add-ons for Grand Theft Auto Online. Yet those same fucking people go play Grand Theft Auto Online and sink money into every expansion, buy shark cards, in-game currency, every fucking microtransaction possible. So you support the bad practice that's making that company do the things you don't want, but then you complain they're not doing the things you want, right? Man, I really wish that there wasn't this terrible, toxic internet culture of bullying and people just doing the wrong things, breaking the law to get ahead. If only it was better. Oh, by the way, I can't wait for Pokemon's return stream in two days when I'm going to throw money at it, right? Like, you can't do the wrong thing and expect the right things to happen. So don't support the crap then. If you agree <clears throat> that someone blatantly violating the law, number one, should not be allowed. Number two, they should be held accountable like everyone else is. And number three, is completely irresponsible because it could possibly change Twitch, YouTube, and everywhere in the way DMCA is enforced because of their blatant violation. If you think that them blatantly doing the wrong thing and getting away with it is wrong, then don't fucking go back and support them. In fact, do the opposite. Boycott them, right? But that's the problem. These people do the wrong thing and people support them in fucking droves because they're morons. There's no other explanation. You're a fucking moron if you go back to the person who's a crime, a criminal. Oh, they did the wrong thing. They broke the law. Reward them. Well, then fuck you. Then literally the entire internet will be full of garbage content and criminals because you supported it. You have to stop the bad behavior. You have to. Look for people who are of like mind with you. Look for people who are going to put out the kind of content that you like and support those people. All right? These... And, and and actively boycott the people who are garbage. Because this is insane. How this is happening. You know what I'm saying? I, it, it blows my mind. It does. It absolutely blows my mind. And I, I, you know, I don't want... Imagine if, overnight, there's a finger snap on Twitch or on YouTube or on both. And now, all of a sudden, oh, we've determined that you just can't use co any copyrighted content anymore. This is our new site policy because this big, big idiot fucking violated the law and it looks like we may get sued or someone's going to try. You know what I mean? The law is going to change now because of this idiot. And now we're all destroyed because of this moron. So you're screwed now. Oh, I guess I'm going, we're going out of business, right? <clears throat> so that's fucked up, right? It's really fucked up. 
So, I hope that's not what happens, but I hope that the right thing gets done. You can't, enough of this, let it all go, oh, it's not a big deal. No, it actually is. It actually is one of the biggest deals for content creators when this kind of shit is happening and the big wigs get away with it and the toxic shit allow, is allowed to continue. It's one of the worst things that can happen because the entire internet is rife with this shit and it needs to fucking stop. It really needs to stop. People need to be held accountable for their actions. Not, oh, we, we willy-nilly, we cancel this person for this, but then another person's immune. What are you talking about? It's not how life works, man. <clears throat> anyway, I, that's that's my take on it. And as, again, it's, it's actually, I'm, I'm happy that we can have fun here on my streams and just do our own little thing. And usually... We don't, we don't get affected by shit like this. Let's face it. What DMCA stuff do I do? Video game content. Outside of that, besides a song, a random song playing in a game, we really don't get affected by that. As you know, I don't do React videos. I don't do React streams. I told you, I feel it's some of the most mind-numbingly easy, driveling, meaningless content you could put out on the internet. It's literally easy mode. I want to make a, If you want to see someone who wants to put in absolutely no effort but make money today... It's time to do a React video. Like, literally. That's my opinion. You could disagree. You can find value in it, and that's okay. That's your take. As a content creator myself, I know there's zero effort in any of that. There's no thought put into it. It's literally, I'm just going to sit here, press play, and make money. And do nothing for it. I didn't put any effort, any work, any thought. It was just me reacting to something I'm watching. Wow, I made a paycheck today for absolutely nothing because people are stupid. You know, I don't even, I don't even want to disrespect you guys with that kind of content. I feel like that making that kind of content is literally disrespectful to my audience because you guys deserve better than that, that meaningless drivel content. You do. When people say, Phil, <clears throat> why don't you watch E3 live and sit there and react to it with your face like everyone else does, right? Because we want that because that's what everyone else does. And every year I tell you guys, no, I'm not going to do that. Because here's why. I don't feel there's any meaning or purpose to that content at all. I feel like the best way to go about covering a show like E3 is to watch it, take notes, absorb what happened in the show, formulate an opinion, and then talk about it after. Not, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, what? Oh! It's the dumbest, lowest common denominator of content creation. It To me, someone who constantly puts out that content on the internet is showing you they don't care about you. All they care about is this. They want your view and your money. They don't want to make meaningful content for you. And they know that that's literally a money printing press to put out that kind of shovelware shit. That's what it is. It's shovelware content for the internet. That's why I don't support it at all. At all. And I, I don't make that kind of content because I hate it. <clears throat> okay? But you can disagree. And that's okay. If you like that kind of content, listen, I'm not here to stop you and say, you can't. What I'm saying is, again, I, I'll, I'll reiterate myself, and then we'll do shout-out. I'll reiterate what, I, what I've always said. Be careful what you support, because if you support it, that will be the, the, the example of what to do on the internet to be successful, and everyone else will do it, right? If you didn't want Rockstar to just work on GTA Online, you should not have given them money for GTA Online for the past 10 years or nine years, or however many years it's been, 
you see? You should have cut it off at some point, and then maybe they would have said, oh shit, people aren't supporting this anymore, we'll go make good games again, alright? Same thing here. If you don't want to see the entirety of the internet become mindless reaction videos, morons breaking the law, doing pranks and doing harmful content that literally ruins people's lives, don't support that content. If you support it, that will be the common denominator, that will be the norm, that will be what everyone does to make a buck, and nothing else of meaning will ever get prominence on the internet. You have to be careful what you support. Okay? I'm done. I had a lot to talk about in that, that topic. I got it off my chest. There you go. <clears throat> and by the way, I should say I have nothing against any particular content creator like Pokemane. I don't know anything about the kind of content she actually fucking puts out. At all. I don't watch that that stuff. I don't know nothing about it. Personally, I don't know nothing about her as a person. But I know what she did. She broke the law for personal gain. And that needs to be called the fuck out. Okay? Okay. Let's go ahead and do shoutouts. If I can get it to, to pop up. <clears throat> so Babu Chan started off with these super chats today. Thank you very much, Babu Chan. Appreciate that. Um, Let's see here. Zoya did a super chat and said, instead of complaining about what others are doing, why don't you react to gaming news or gaming-related things with your own take and spin? I literally just said, I feel that React content is some of the worst on the internet. It's ruining content creation because it's an easy paycheck for someone who disrespects you, and you just asked me to make some of that content. Uh, Rod Bias III did a super chat. Son Robin did a super chat. Aquadir did a super chat. Rod Bias III did a super chat. All those people basically saying they don't like the topic today. They wish I would move on, basically. Oh, well. Uh, G Million did a super chat. He says, can you stream the new Spider-Man movie? Yes, we're going to do that today. I'm canceling Skyrim. We're just going to watch Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, and I'm going to do live commentary on it. Five million viewers. Make a paycheck. Slap on the wrist. <laughs> there you go no um Agua Deer did a super chat says if Twitch can kick people like Dr. Disrespect without thinking twice I think they'll be just fine so by the way there's a t another topic that I wanted to talk about if we got to it today we didn't get to it because I ranted too long alright but there is currently a theory going around alright I don't know if you've heard this theory or not <clears throat> that certain Big-time content creators, including people feel Dr. Disrespect was one of the cases of this, are actually lost leaders for these streaming platforms. That even though these people have thousands upon thousands of viewers, tons of people doing subscriptions, cheers, that actually because of the cost to have them broadcast to that wide of an audience, the cost of the bandwidth is actually more expensive than what they're bringing the site. And so if that person basically does something that, I don't know, there's a certain trigger internally that they'll say, well, it's just not worth it anymore. We're literally bleeding because of this person, and they'll bloop, cut them off. And that's actually one of the theories about what happened with Dr. Disrespect. We don't know, we don't know if we'll ever have definitive evidence of what happened with him unless he reveals it, which I don't know if he will until he sues Twitch, which apparently he's doing, in which case it'll all go public in the court proceedings. But... <clears throat> um, I don't know. 
I don't know if I believe that or not. Why would Twitch do something like give impunity and no consequences to actions for their top content creators, right? If they were actually loss leaders for the business? I don't know. Hi, Jasper. Hi, buddy. Sitting right over here. Hi, buddy. Come on in. Come on in. Cat went to work. And now you're lonely. Well, you can join me today because we're playing Skyrim and you're in it. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know if that makes sense or not. Um, maybe, I, again, it's a theory. I've seen people talking about it. I've actually seen prominent content creators talking about it recently. We don't have time to talk about it today because I went too long on the pre-stream. Maybe we'll talk about it another day tomorrow. But yeah, it's a theory that basically it, you're, the cost to broadcast when you have such a wide audience... Like, for example, I'll give you an example. I have 323 paid members, right? And you guys do a lot of super chats and things to support this stream, okay? But I'm only broadcasting right now to 400 people. So the cost to broadcast is minimal for the amount of support that I'm getting. It's actually a very high ratio of support to the amount of people watching. As opposed to, say, I don't know. Who's a giant streamer on Twitch right now? I don't even know. Let's say they got... 10,000 viewers, right? So that's more than 20 times the viewership that I have, but they're only getting like maybe five to 10 times the amount of support that I'm getting, which is still astronomical amount of support. But you see the difference in scale? Like it costs way more to have them broadcast because of their amount of viewers, but they have a ton of freeloader viewers who don't contribute. So they're actually losing Twitch money. That's the theory, okay? I don't know if there's any any actual factual basis behind it, though. Um, what are you doing? Don't attack my cable from my headphones or my neck phones. How dare you? Don't you stop attacking that cable right now, Buster. <laughs> He's being very cute. Zach C. Did a super chat as a streamer should have to pay for game rights. Well, here's the thing. All right, maybe. Maybe here's what should happen. All right. Perhaps... Would you stop that? You're being a silly kitty. Perhaps there should be different kinds of game licenses because right now there's an end user license that's just for playing the game. But maybe instead of that, there should be a different end user license for broadcasting the game and making content with the game. But maybe that license should give you impunity so that way you have the rights to do whatever you want with that game and you have no chance to be stricken down with DMCA. You could do the music, right? Like imagine if I, if I had to pay... I don't know. Let's say you had to pay Rockstar Games $15 for the rights to broadcast the Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition Trilogy, but now you have the rights. So you can do everything in the game with the music, the game, and no one can claim your content. You have the rights to make stuff with that content, and now you can make money on it. Would I pay $15? Yes. I just played three fucking games where I made zero on YouTube because I didn't have the advertisement rights because of the music in the game. I would have paid $15 to have the rights to make money on that. Absolutely, I would have. <clears throat> You're a silly kitty. <laughs> okay. Fruits07 did a super chat. I don't remember ever watching React content. You don't? You never watched any? I never do. Then again, I almost never watch content from anyone anyway on the internet. I don't even watch my own content sucks. My content's terrible. I, who would watch my shit? So why would I watch React content? <laughs> anyway, let's do shoutouts. So today's first tip 
was from Anso Kamaru. Who took the dollar fifty? He said, "I randomly started playing Chrono Trigger for the first time, and as an adult, this game is absolutely incredible. I played it as a kid before, but I wasn't able to really grasp it fully. Hope you're able to finally get to it as you wanted to do for so long." Hold on one second. I'm going to open my blinds. I bet Jasper wants to go in the window. Jasper, would you like to come over here? Would you like to come in the window? Here you go. Right. Huh? You can go in the window if you want, buddy. Go ahead. He was staring at the window. And I had the blinds down, so he couldn't jump in it. I'm like, well, you know, I'll be nice to him. Open it up. Maybe he'll want to go up there. And there he goes. He's going in the window. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, Chrono Trigger is awesome, man. Chrono Trigger, I really like the game. It's one of my favorite RPGs of all time. And definitely one of the best ones of the SNES era. I've only done one playthrough of it. Uh, and it was about... I think I want to say it was like the summer of 2013. There was a summer when I did a summer of retro. I think it was the summer of 2013, in which case it would have been nine years ago when I played it. I would absolutely love to play it again. Maybe one day I'll get to it. It's not a long, a long RPG either. <clears throat> Tarantula, MS2018 has sent me $10. Says, hey, you Phil, what's going on, Tarantula? How you doing? I hope you're doing well. Welcome to the stream and thank you for the support. Of course, I'm saying this an hour after he tipped. Captain Charisma tipped me a dollar fifty. Says, you know, I do enjoy reaction content, but the kind where it adds something. There's a guy who I watch. He's a veteran, and he actually adds his input to things from that point of view. Someone else I watch is a history teacher, and they do reactions where they break down the videos. That's I'm serious. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not just reaction content. Reaction content I consider. <clears throat> I'm just watching something, and I make faces and I talk over it. Period. Not there, you're, you're what you're talking about, Captain Charisma is more in-depth analysis. So you're watching something, but you're breaking it down. You're analyzing it. You're saying if it's valid or not, you know, critique. That's different. That's not React. React content is literally, I don't want to work today. I'm going to press play, and I'm just going to talk, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Make a fa funny face or, oh, oh, that's it. That's React content. And that's what the vast majority of these people do, right? <clears throat> Dan the Man to me $4.20 hi Phil how you doing Dan good to see you welcome to the stream Cracker Jacks KOC or Cracker Jacks cock to me $20.22 2022 and says toss a coin to your king of content there you go thank you so much to Cracker wait should have been 36 1 2 3 4 how did I miscount yeah it's 36 <clears throat> excuse me thank you so much to Cracker Jacks How? I can't spell. Cracker Jack's cock. Thank you, Cracker Jack's cock. For a $20.22 tip, the biggest tip of the day. Appreciate that. Radovan, to me, $4.20. It says, couldn't you make a parody of a React video for once? I could. I absolutely could. But the thing is, I don't edit. I don't even have a video editor or anything. You know what I mean? Like, a typical React video would be like, first of all, my camera has to be way closer to my face. I'd have to have a better camera because this camera is shit anyway. You know? And I need to be able to edit reactions and stuff. So, sadly, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. But, it, the thing is, it's so dumb. The shit is so dumb. I don't... Uh, I don't want to rant again. Dark Maggot, to me, $4.20 says dash cam videos are greater than reaction videos. Well, dash cam videos. Having a camera actually on the 
dashboard of your car as you're driving, right? I mean, I have, I have feelings about that too. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as basically you're not purposely distracting yourself. Because I have the feeling, I'd say it, that there's some people who would do that. Oh, dash cam video. But now you're going to act like an asshole when you're driving, right? Oh, I'm going to sing. I'm going to fucking, you know, do distracting things when I'm driving because I know there's a camera on in my car. And now you're not paying attention to the fucking road. The, the, the thing is, we already have way too many distractions with people on the roads. There's already people who are such assholes, they don't pay attention to what they're doing. They're very irresponsible when they're driving. And it makes me nervous to think that now that'll be a viral thing, dash cam videos. And now you have every asshole out there has a camera that they're performing for when they're driving. And they're all fucking driving into each other on the fucking road, you know. But outside of that, yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um. Alright, so guys, that's it. Thank you for your support so far today. Sorry I went so long on the pre-stream podcast. I knew it, though. I knew when we got into a topic like this that I was going to get heated about. <laughs> you know? That I was going to go at length. And some people were going to react in certain ways. If you like this pre-stream podcast, please like the stream right now. We have over 400 people who watched it live. Please like the stream if you enjoyed it. If you didn't like it... <laughs> do nothing. <laughs> If you didn't like it, too bad. Stick around and like the video anyway. Because I don't want... <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Alright, guys. Let's end this pre-stream podcast. That's gone way too long. And uh, let's get started with uh, some gameplay. How does that...